ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. I am, of course, your host, Flex Shane. I'm here with my guy, Brandon Adam. Brandon, what's going on, brother? Good, good, good. The The rat race is over for 2023. You're either a champ or you're a chump. I'm I'm a I'm I'm a little bit of both, um. So it's it's what it is. But I'm excited. I got some uh, championships, cash some, got some money. How about you? Yeah, man. I was I was telling you before the show. I think this was probably my my most fruitful dynasty season I've ever I've ever played. I, I won three out of my six dynasty leagues, which I'm pretty happy about. And fifty finished uh, second in another and third in another. So it was overall like very successful and did decent in my season longs, but not quite as, as successful. Um, didn't win any championships with the season long, but that's okay. Listen, like yeah. our goal in season long is to get to the show, right? Get to the playoffs. And yeah. then at that point, it's a weekly DFS style game. And it's just a matter of, Hey, can, can you guys produce every single week? And it's hard to do that, man. Um, tell you what though, like if you had Tyree kill, if you had CMC, what was, what was oh, the sound? Something like 46% of teams in the championship had CMC. I had him. Yeah, it's just absolutely wild, man. I still um, won. I got lucky. I had lamb <laughs> in that one. I had lamb on that. Baby. <laughs> What's Okay, so our, our focus today on the show, Brandon, is we want to talk about the 2024 free agency class, right? So we're not quite at the stage where we want to dive into rookies because free agency does happen before the, the upcoming draft. So it's important to understand where some of these players could potentially be moving. Absolutely. And from the fantasy perspective, there's some pretty notable players, and I'd say most of the positions that are actually mm-hmm. going to be impactful for whichever team they end up on. And so that's one of the reasons we like to have to do this show early. It might seem like it's a little bit too early. Like, do we still got your, I mean, the final week of the NFL season is, is here, right? There's, we're recording this on Sunday, January 7th, right? Mm-hmm. So we know that some of the teams, like, um, Last night, Indianapolis, you know, total face plant. CJ oh. Stroud is the truth. Yes, he's he just is. an absolute dog man. Houston, I don't know. Like it, it's hard to say that Houston has a real chance to make it deep into the playoffs. But the way that they look right now, man, like they they could be them. dangerous. Yeah, I I I they kind of they got a very good vibe to that team. They're believing, but they just aren't deep enough yet to make that Super Bowl run. I think. I think we're a year away from actually his tip-top performance of for for Houston. I think I think one more draft class um, can turn that defense around even more. Um, they can add a running back, one of these free agent running backs, maybe a Barkley to Houston. Pay the pay mm. Barkley, get some get some stars power down to Houston. Um, I I, w- I would definitely think about that with taxes and whatnot for Barkley. Being in New York, I guarantee you he's been thinking about taxes. So um, I just, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like Houston is really one good move away from making a deep, deep run next year. And I'm putting some money down for CJ Stroud as MVP next year. Um, I think he can he can do it. I think he really can. And I think I think the media loves him. I think everybody loves this kid. Like he's doing everything right. If you remember way, way back when, right after the NFL Combine, we saw C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson pass back-to-back, right? Because yep. R. Richardson, S. Stroud. And you could see just literally what a clean, polished, slick quarterback looks like relative yeah. to – like, hey, no, no shit on Anthony Richardson, but he looked mechanical out there relative mm-hmm. to this this just smooth beautiful angel that is CJ Stroud. Yeah. So we were definitely high on CJ Stroud. Um I don't think anybody was high enough, frankly, right? No, I mean he was my 101. Um yep. I had him as 101 and then I had a uh a rich right after that. I really didn't even have young until 4 <laughs> uh, 4 yeah. or 5. I I honestly he was on a do not draft list for me. I really wasn't drafting any young. Period. Um yeah, you like I just think uh, I think there's some conundrums in this next draft class, kind of s- similar, um, oh, yeah. uh, which is gonna be fun. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I was actually watching uh, Caleb Williams uh, Notre Dame game last night. I was watching uh, Drake May. I was watching some Jaden Daniels. Wow, Jaden Daniels is talented. Oozes talent. I kind of 
Um, that guy is, he's interesting. Um, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's been fun, but first things first, we got to figure out where, where, who's signing where and who's leaving their teams. Like, you know, big time players like T Higgins, Mike Evans, there's some big time players that are going to be on the move this off season. Well, brother, let's get into it. Let's talk about some free agents here. We're going to do a quick drop here. That's an older but a gooder, Brandon. I, I, I haven't dropped that one like for that a one. while. And, uh, yeah, we had to mix it up a little bit. So for those of you who want to follow along, one of my favorite websites to use in terms of just in general looking at contracts for these NFL players is Spotrack.com. So if you want to go to Spotrack.com forward slash free dash agents, like that's this is the chart that we're going to be using. I think it's a, it's a great website. It's a free website. It's something that I use all the time, like I said. And it just gives you a gauge, right, especially in Dynasty. I mean – we play in a lot of dynasty leagues, Brandon, and yeah. we always have a this focus on where what can teams do, what's realistic for these different teams to do. And I want to start with the quarterback position, right? Because um, while there not may not be a ton of names that are really notable in the from the the quarterback perspective, mm-hmm. really at the top, Kirk Cousins stands out, right? Like he's be- yeah. going to become a free agent uh, this year, and there's mm-hmm. a big question mark whether or not Minnesota wants to take the plunge and sign. Kirk, because listen, he's been franchise take twice, which means they cannot franchise it, take him. He's a true un, unrestricted free agent this year. And do you, do you see Minnesota as like you know being conservative and sticking with them, or do they look a different direction? In, if I was the Vikings, I think we know what Kirk has done, and yeah. we know what he can be at what his top is, but that wasn't good enough right like i mean to me it's where they're picking like they should be in the running for a michael Penix, a a jaden daniels or a uh, bo nix like mm-hmm. i would i would i would definitely take the plunge on a young quarterback if i was the vikings have had the opportunity especially with this class i mean we got we got quarterbacks in this class that or, you know, in any other class, they could be the quarterback one. And, yeah. and even, I mean, even down to Jim Daniels, if he was by himself, you know, like he's, he has enough talent to be the QB one in, in, in another uh, draft class. Uh, I mean, it's just interesting I, for me, Kirk with the Achilles, I would let him walk. Um, that's just yes. me, but. That's just me. Yeah. There's no reason to pay that in that because you know, Kirk is going to like, he's got great business uh, savvy and that kid is going to get himself a good deal. And he's all about following the bag. So I think he follows the bag and I think he's not going to be in Minnesota next year. So you mentioned Jaden Daniels. I mean, he's an interesting player. But he's obviously he's a quarterback for LSU. He's going to, he's a senior. So he's going to be coming out this year. He won the Heisman, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, so he's got a pretty decent pedigree. And as of right now, yeah. so if you're looking at just Tankathon, where's Minnesota projected to, to pick from? Obviously, it could change if they get a win today. But as of right now, they're, they're projected to, to pick 12th. Perfect. And yeah. that, that seems like a great spot. You said you talked about Michael Penix. Like, so Penix, t- t- tell the people about Penix who, who may not be following him. He's got a pretty interesting story. He's obviously playing. Uh, tomorrow with January 8th yep. for the national championship. Yeah, he's but a dog, tell, man. Tell the people about Michael Penix and, and kind of his road to his success and his story a little bit. He's he's literally just CJ Stroud with injuries. Um that's who I compare him to. He is yeah. he is a accurate he's probably the most accurate thrower of the football in this draft class when deep down the field, especially when it's deep down the field. Um him and Roma Dunze have something that's just incredible to watch. Um, they have timing. Um, this is a professional quarterback playing in college right now. Um, I think he is going to be great. He's had two shoulder issues, two knee issues. The guy's been banged up a ton, but that's, that's, what's going to happen. The only reason he falls in this draft is because of injury concerns. That's the only reason. Um, 
So whoever, so if he does drop and you get him at a value, maybe at the bottom of the first or top of the second round, um, I'm, I think he's going to crush it in the national title game. He crushed it um, against Texas uh, in the semifinal here. And because of these two games, he's going to get pushed up well into the first round, in my opinion, because he just throws, the, he knows what he's doing. Like the guy, he is under control. You know, quarterbacks that are under control and know the offense, like ever, like the back of their hand. And that's exactly how I see him. When I watch him play, he throws the ball a lot like Stroud. He's not the strongest arm guy, but mm -hmm. damn it. He met, he allows his playmakers to do work. Um, and that, and that is what the quarterback position is all about in the modern era is allowing your receivers to be playmakers. And that is what this kid does. In my opinion, that's his best attribute and his leadership. He just does not give up period. Yeah. Well, I mean, Michael Penix, he's on, on the season so far, 46, 48, uh, passing yards, 35 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 85.7 PBR, which ranks six in the NCAA for, for this yeah. season. Unbelievable so talent. He's studly. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, he, he looks like what he's got like six or seven years in college, and that's because he was battling injuries for so many years. So yes. it's kind of cool to see a story, right? Where where these yes. players can come out and actually do well. What's going on, Bali? What's going on, brother? Appreciate you jumping on here. Happy New Year to you, man. Happy um, yeah, Steelers, Steelers is another fit. I'm thinking George Pickens. Um, mm. I think George Pickens could could really mesh well with uh with uh the Washington Husky Penix. He's he's just Dude, I'm telling you, I wish I wish Matt was here to talk about him because Matt's seen every yeah. snap this kid's ever taken. Yeah, because um, he's a Washington quarterback. I guarantee, yeah, he's a Washington quarterback. He's a big-time Washington fan. He lives in Seattle, so he knows all about him. I'm sure he's – I'm sure Matt is hoping Seattle will take him somehow, some way. Um, that, would be an, that would be an okay thing for Seattle too. Um, but I would rather Seattle somehow get Jaden Daniels and let's get some upside and – and yeah, let's maybe. get Lamar Jackson light. So you think Gino's <laughs> like that's it for him? Yeah, I, I yeah, dude, yeah. Like I think he, I think we know what he is. I don't think he's going to win us a Super Bowl. Um, I just don't. I just don't think he will. And the line, the, the line wasn't as good this year for Seattle, which caused Geno Smith to kind of flounder a little bit in the middle of the season. Um, he's been better of late, battling some injuries. Get it, but. Yeah, if I'm if I'm Seattle, I'm I'm getting a quarterback in this draft class. If you need a quarterback, this is the draft class to do it. Like, yeah. if in any way possible, just get one if you need one. Like, if even if you don't, like, because of have, just by this year, look what happened to the injuries of the quarterback position for super yeah. super flex leagues. It was insanity for a while. Like. It complete insanity um, for the injuries caused this year. I mean, we had 56 different starting quarterbacks in the league this year or something like that. Like, I hear, I, like that's yeah, insane. Was, like, that's you better believe I rode Joe Flacco to a championship too. Oh, baby. So I love that. So sweet, baby. I love Joe Flacco. That's, I hope he does well. And I hope, uh, I hope, I hope the Browns actually mix it up a little bit. It'll be fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. It makes sense. Uh, okay. So just the, and, uh, the other most notable, uh, quarterback that's worth mentioning, I think it's Baker Mayfield, just because yep. 100%. he has done such a good job at Tampa, and they are in a position where all they need to do is win, right? They just yeah. got to win, and they're in. That's pretty much it, or yeah. at least get a tie. So he makes $2.5 million if they win. Baker Mayfield is going to get two point five in bonuses if they make the playoffs. I hope he does, man. You know, there, there's certain players that I feel like I'm a bit of an apologist for. And Baker Mayfield was always one of those guys. I feel like he got a rough ride with Cleveland. Cleveland lucked the hell out with getting Joe Flacco. But, man, could you imagine if they were still just stuck with Deshaun and that was it? Mm. Mm -mm. That, would be, that would be scary. Um, a few notable, I, I would say more backup-style quarterbacks. we got Ryan Tannehill. He's he's a backup yeah. at this point. Um, Joshua Dobbs, like, he, he had a cool story, but you know, turn back into a pumpkin. Unfortunately, he's he's a career backup, but I think he's going to be a sought after backup. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. But other than that, not a lot of sex appeal really at the quarterback position. Kirk Cousins is kind of that guy, and really, yeah. when we're looking at the quarterback position, it's it's this draft class, man. It's going to be it's going to be draft fantastic. Class. We got yeah. six six quarterbacks that are nice. Like so, like some there's going to be franchise changers in this draft class. That's all we got to say about that position. Yeah, you know, and if I'm putting putting my dynasty hat on, which it's always on, 
if you have because listen there's there's a lot of top end sizzle especially at the, at the wide receiver position as well which we'll, we'll dive more into that in, in the coming weeks here but there's going to be some of these quarterbacks that are falling to the end of the first round, early second round, just because there's so many of these types of players like, like the Michael Penixes of the world. Um, so if you can get like those late first, early seconds, there's going to be a Love ton it. of value, especially in the quarterback. And I'm talking more so super flex leagues. There's going totally. to be a ton of value. So totally. now's the time. Go and see what you can get. A lot of people are willing to sell off, especially those early seconds at this point. Those that that's going to help you win future leagues. Um, okay, let, let's move on to the to the running back position, Brandon, because that, I think this, this is the one. This, this is, is the crown jewel. There is so much sizzle. So what I did was yeah. I, I just kind of color-coded these different players, green being fantasy relevant, yellow being of interest, red being eh, maybe worth like yeah. having a, a deep stash and then just guys not even worth considering. But let's yeah. just read through some of these legitimate starters. Yes, some of them may have lost a little bit of sizzle, but – starters in our in our fantasy league so derrick henry he's a free agent josh jacobs he's a free agent tony pollard disappointing season he's a free agent saquon barkley austin eckler is a free agent deandre swift is a free agent um i would even categorize zach moss in there as being somebody because mm-hmm. he's shown that he can actually produce if given the opportunity so those are the top sizzle level guys that i want to talk about um so before let's let's talk about those guys so of those players henry jacobs pollard barkley eckler which player would you be most excited about? Say, if you're just a, you've got your dynasty roster, these players are sitting on your roster, or players that you think they might want to buy cheap, like Austin Eckler, you'll never get him for cheaper than what he is now. Like, one, which of these guys do you think have some juice left? And two, which guys would you actively be targeting, or you want to keep on your on your dynasty teams? Okay, the guys that I think have still have juice, juice, I think is yep. Barkley, Jacobs. Um, Antonio Gibson, Swift, those are the four I think have real, real uh, juice left. Tony Pollard is interesting to me. Um, Mike Dickinson called it like, like he usually does with some of these things. Um, Mike Dickinson so much. I know, man. He 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 rains on my parade sometimes, but he, he was <laughs> right. I mean, he needs a he needs a running mate. Um, yeah. I, I think Tony Pollard needs a running mate, and he needs some somebody to help him with the heavy lifting a little bit. So I, depending on where he lands and who his running mate is, I would have some interest. Maybe I am out on Eckler. I am out on Henry. Um, I, I, I'm done with those guys. Those guys, I, I, listening to Eckler talk to uh, mm. Matt, I think it was Matt Harmon. Matt Harmon. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Matt, yeah. Yeah. He, dude, in that interview, he sounded like he's like not into, like, he's like, okay with retirement. Like it's what it sounded like to me. He was like, if he's like, if the deal isn't, you know, if the deal isn't good for me, then I am, you know, I'm not just going to just play football to play football. It sounded like, um, because he has a lot of out, out off the field stuff that he's doing. Um, yeah. and I hope he, I hope he's successful in all that stuff. But I think, I really think he could, he really, I don't know. I, I think I'm staying away. I don't think it's worth it to go that direction, but, my, I think the guy that I really want want to see where he lands is DeAndre Swift. Um, yes, Swift. Swift looks fantastic in games um, right now. It, it's just unfortunately he's with Jalen Hurts, the most ultimate RB vulture of all time. Um, if 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 he if Jalen would have just gave up four of those touchdowns four or five yeah. of those touchdowns that he got on on the one yard line swift everybody would be clamoring for swift right now everybody would be freaking out for swift but because of that situation with the tush push and all this crap that they're doing in philly um it's kind of it's kind of vulturing the hell out of swift and so it's kind of keeping his value suppressed even in the dynasty market because i mean i'm probably the most bullish swift person there has to be on the on in dynasty And I'm, I was getting tired of it. I was starting to get upset with how bad he's just getting vultured. But Swift is a guy that I, I mean, Houston, I'm telling you, Houston Mm -hmm. is a place that these guys should be targeting. Um, That that's a place that you could take a slightly undervalued deal and still make out because of taxes. Um, So you can, you can really get better bang for your buck as a running back. So whoever signs there for them, that's that's a good call. I mean, 
if you look at what Devin Singletary has been doing the last five, six weeks, he's only the third best runner in the league right in the last five, six weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been incredible, like what he's been doing. And uh, I think Damian Pierce is gone. I think he's he's not going to be anything. He's a what the hell back. happened to Damian? I don't Pierce, know, man. I really don't know, dude. His like he's just not not seeing it. I just don't think he's seeing it. And his pass pro is just not good enough. To be yeah. honest, his yeah. pass pro is not good enough. And I guarantee you, D'Amico Ryan's an ex linebacker, pass rusher. Like the number yeah. one he he's probably thinking about is. This back better be able to freaking protect Stroud. That's all that matters. Um, yeah. And that's, I think that's what's happening here. And yeah, so the guys I want is Barkley Swift. I think Jacob stays. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think so too. Um, Aaron Jones is a possible guy if he's in a nice rotation. Um, that could be a guy that be uh, let go after this year for cap purposes as well. Um, that's another guy okay. that's possible. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I mean, just to go back to your Austin Eckler take, I, I, so you're retired, Brandon. You've you know yeah. put in your time, and you you know obviously yeah. this and so you yeah. had the opportunity to retire, and congratulations to yeah. that. But for those of us who are, are still in the rat race, I mean, listen, we've we've worked. I'm sure many of us have worked in toxic environments in the past, and when you're in yeah. a toxic environment, man, every day coming into the office is is miserable, right? But miserable. when you work in a but but when you have the opportunity to work in a good, healthy productive workplace it's night and day you wake up like you yeah. just there's just a different air about working in a positive environment right and i man I, you, you can see it all over austin eckler's face like he that is the, that is a face of a defeated man and yep. he i agree with you he can do whatever he wants he's got the charisma he's well spoken he's very intelligent he's got the connections to go and do whatever he wants and he's going to be successful at it but I do feel like these football players, they put in so much of their life. Like, yeah, this is their life to this day. He's, yeah. he's still a young man. He's only 28 years old. Yes, in I the NFL, it. that's old. But I'm confident that he's going to land on a team. Yeah. And I think he's going to play for at least another one, two yeah. years. Yeah, I think he's got one or two years left. I think he's going to be productive. And he just needs to land in the right environment. And fortunately okay. for him, he's in a position where he can hopefully – negotiate i think he's going to be one of these top tier running backs because we know that he can do it in a run game but more importantly he can do it in a pass game right and he's good at pass pro he, he does all the little things right yeah. which is what has elevated him to be such a successful fantasy player um, an nfl player obviously so i'm i'm pretty bullish i think just in general but austin eckler he just needs to change the scenery which is going to be good uh derrick henry i kind of agree with you like he's he done. to me sounds like one of these players where yeah, I mean, he just doesn't look good, right? Like, you look at Tajay Spears, and you look at Derrick Henry in the, in the Titans offense, just as is right now, and Spears looks more electric. So Henry's well, going to end up on a team. because he can make people miss. Yeah. Yeah. I can see Derrick Henry ending up on a team like the Eagles, right? Yeah. Just to go and get get a, a slugger and, and maybe take a little bit off of Jalen Hurts' table with the, or off his plate with the, um, with the Tush Push situation, right? Like... We do know that those are high injury risk situations. And when you have a player like Derrick Henry, like he can get that extra yard, two yards if he needs to do. So I think that's interesting. Um, one of the players you mentioned that I find still makes me tingle a little bit inside is I know you I, I know you caught it. It's Antonio <laughs> Gibson. So I, yeah. I personally didn't I didn't highlight as, as like a top tier guy. So Love Antonio it. Gibson My favorite. He's been miscoached his entire career. Yep. But the man is electric. He hasn't really faced he hasn't really dealt with too many injury concerns, right? Like he's been relatively no, healthy throughout not his since career. his rookie year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so that's a player that he could sneakily have a major impact. Now he's big time. He's only 25 years old, right? So he's still mm -hmm. young. Yes. He was a senior when he, when he entered the NFL, which is one of the reasons he fell in the draft. But I think that's a man who he's not going to be a bell cow level back, but a one, two type punch. Like that's going to be, there's going to be some real sex. Give this guy a collar. Just give him the opportunity. Like he just, I don't under, he must have a terrible attitude off the field or something yeah. for, for what's going on. I don't really know. I just can't say that. Like it's, it, I think it's wrong to say that. I think Ron Rivera is awful school. at offense. And I think he doesn't get it. The, like I really think he he's old school and I think he doesn't understand the new age player to be honest I think I think his players respect him sure I think he's a yeah. he's a respectable man of course he is but I'm just saying that 
He had, under Ron Rivera, Antonio Gibson's been misused. Jahan Dawson's been misused. Um, Terry McLaurin's been misused. I, it's just it just blows my mind that it took this long to fire him. Like that's good. he's going to be fired this year. He doesn't. It's going to happen this year. Um, yeah. Washington has new ownership. I think they're going to start over, and I think I think they're either going to they're probably going to end up landing Drake May or mm. or uh, or CW. But I I just I don't. I think Drake May is a guy that needs to go there. I think that would be a good one. Um, I think that would be a nice fit for the for the weapons down downfield weapons that Jahan Dotson is um, and Terry McLaurin is. I, I think that would be a nice match. But yeah, I, I think Antonio Gibson's just been robbed, honestly, of his best years, and mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy to me. I think. I, I really can't wait for him to get under somebody else. And he's he's a he's a guy I am looking to buy. Taji Spears is a guy I'm looking to buy. Um Antonio Gibson's are is a guy I'm looking to buy in this offseason as a sneaky um guy that's gonna be under the radar and I think can make a big impact next year. Yeah, I think what's interesting is that Washington, like they got nothing to play for and they're resting their starters today right like they're they're all in take mode and as of right now at four and 12 both them in new england as well as arizona are four and 12 but based off of the strength of schedule they have the second overall pick currently so i'm cheering for a washington win i want the patriots to lose let's get the patriots up to second i because i pray i want a drake may on the patriots man i know oh dude drake may is built to be a patriot like it's yeah. just, I think I think everybody would go banana lands in New England if if Drake May's there. I I, I think that was is a nice fit. Um, I really I'm excited because Bill Bell. I think you guys are going to completely start over. I think it's going to be a oh, fresh yeah. look for the Pats. Um, from I think, uh, yeah, I just think Drake May belongs in one of two places, New England or Washington. I think those are the two spots. Um. And I hope it happens for I, I hope it happens for Washington because I think Drake May can have an instant, instant yeah. good year next year if he has some weapons to throw to. Washington has a very good defense. Mm-hmm. They haven't been as good this year, obviously, but they have a very good defense. They got a lot of good pieces on defense and on offense. Pieces. Yeah, we could say that. Yeah. Pieces. He, yeah, they've got a lot of good pieces on. Like it, it, you feel like they could they could get it done. Right, they they yeah. can make it work with the right coaching, mm-hmm. and then on the offense, they've got a bunch of studs on offense. Yeah. They just need a quarterback, just the quarterback. So yeah, they could be an exciting. And, and imagine, imagine if imagine if Drake May and Sam Howell are the same in the same quarterback room. They they are back to back quarterbacks from for North Carolina. Like that that like Sam Howell and Drake May. You if you if you watch any Drake May games, you'll see Sam Howell on the sidelines, and you'll see that. Uh, Drake may and him have a good relationship. That would be kind of a cool thing, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like Sam Howell. I, I wanted him to be something. He did damn good for for you know what he was asked to do. Yep. You know, but it's just not good enough, and especially when you have an opportunity to go get a guy like Drake May. It's still one of those head scratchers, though, right? When you look at back on the on the fantasy seeds and just how productive Sam Howell was in fantasy, and then you yeah. look at the skill position players, like nobody really blew up. So it's like how exactly Nats just doesn't. How does it happen? How does it happen? It shocking. It's like Jordan, it's like Jordan Love. It's like Jordan Love, dude. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Jordan Jordan Love is uh, that's a guy I'm super high on this offseason. Yeah. You'll get. Um. I think he has some real real upside for for the future. And I think his floor is so safe because mm-hmm. the guy is just athletic and he's got good coaching around him. Um, and he just gets it done. I mean, think about it. Lost, lost, lost his supposed wide receiver one uh, on the team right off the bat, then loses his tight end one as well. Jaden Reed is in and out of the lineup doing it. Um, he, he's throwing the ball to Wicks. I mean, and he and he's getting it done. I mean, the guy's just getting it done, and and he hasn't had a real run game all year. His defense is terrible. Like like he's just a guy that gets it done, and he's he's somebody that I would honestly try and go get. Uh, if you, I just made this deal. I just made a deal yeah. for him where I gave up the one hundred five and the two hundred two in superflex for love. 
and I, 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 and I think it's a great deal for both sides. Um, yeah. I just like, I just think I'm buying the experience of love being in that system. And I think it's a good call to do that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I think that's a great, great trade. I, Jordan love is one of these players where we've seen, I mean, he won people fantasy championships. I think he put yep. up like 37 points. I know he yep. beat me single-handedly. He mm -hmm. took one of my teams down and which hung shout out to you, brother, but man, that kills me inside. Um, mm -hmm. losing, losing that fashion. But at the same time, it's like, let the guy ball out. So a lot of respect there. Um, it's Christian. Like it's hard, so hard to get a pulse on Christian Watson because he just did battle injuries all season. And we see it all the time with these, you know, super athletic level receivers that are known for their Twitchy speed. Whereas they always have these freaking like yep. soft body injuries. What's, what's telling injuries. me, what's telling me this is this, he needs to get, he needs to invest into an off season program with some real yeah. um, coaches, uh, strength conditioning people, um, yeah. get him right. And because he's too talented to be off the field like this, this is crazy. Totally. Um, I feel yeah. like, I feel like uh, it's unreal that love became the QB five uh, of the season without him like that. Nobody yeah. thought that nobody like, and if, if somebody says they did like, that's just a lie. Um, <laughs> everybody, everybody linked, everybody linked loves success to Watson success. And yeah. for that to be flipped, and and J, our boy Jaden Reed, we had him coming out of coming out in the third third round of our rookie drafts. We love that guy, um, yeah. and he's just an ultimate Swiss Army knife player. And he's Debo Light, and that's a guy that I'm buying as well. I'm buying um, Reed as well if you can get your hands on him as well. Um, he just needs to get stay healthy. It just seems like that whole room needs to stay healthy. Um, yeah, uh, I think. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's an organizational thing. Maybe they they recognize, man, we really dealt with a lot of injuries this year. Like maybe we need to change something. So hopefully, that I wouldn't be surprised if they go and get another wide receiver this year. Yeah, they like, should. Like, they should get one more. Just, yeah, just continue to take shots. And um, I'm not sure. I'm convinced that Christian Watson's a true one, but he's a fantastic two. You get him, oh, you yeah. get Jaden Reed, you get one more like stud. To me, that that would be an insane. Insane. Even 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 if they don't do that and they sit on their hands and they invest all because honestly they need to draft pass rush pass rush and and some uh, back end talent on the defensive on the secondary side because at a, besides Jair there's nobody there's nobody yeah, on that on that true. defense. So. Well, listen, there's a few running backs I want to still touch on Brandon just to like sure. you know like kind of you know good make me make me feel pretty good a little bit but there are some high end wide receivers as well that we will talk about here yes. in a second but. So kind of like the second tier uh, at the running back position that I'm you know, slightly interested in for my dynasty teams, more so for depth type plays, depth depth um, players. Gus Edwards is interesting, right? I mean, his yes. role in Baltimore has been pretty interesting. Another Baltimore injured running back, J.K. Dobbins, is going to become a free agent this year. Um, he's interesting, but he just obviously hasn't been able to stay healthy. So yep, where he ends up it. is going to be very, very interesting. You want to keep an eye on that. Uh, another guy in the same class as him, Cam Akers. He's interesting to me. I mean, obviously, he fell out of favor in L.A., which, listen, the, the whole the, the, what happened with Kyron Williams is what we thought Cam Akers could be. It didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> um, Cam Akers was, for those of you who don't remember, he was in Minnesota before he got injured this year. So he didn't do squat. He was injured as well. Uh, so he's a guy I'm interested in. And then just some of these older veterans, like Ezekiel Elliott's. You know, nope. I, again, I'm talking more so as like a death play, right? Because we play in a lot of deep dynasty leagues. He's worth at least yeah. considering, you know, as the backup in New England when he got to the starting position. He's been at least flex worthy or at least flex consideration every single week. And then Devin Singletary, the man, like we talked about it, I think, a couple weeks ago. The guy just has pictures on somebody because no matter where he goes, he, despite the fact that he doesn't really look that athletic, he's he just gets work. And he's we saw it yesterday. He's a pro. Yeah, that's just it. He's a pro. So I'm interested to see where Devin Singletary goes. Listen, if they continue to make a deep run in the playoffs, maybe Houston keeps him for on a cheap deal next year because he's not going to ah. command a lot. This year, he was only 2.7 million bucks, dude. Like, yeah, say he goes he could, for a similar yeah, deal. He, yeah, he could be a rotational back. But he, I'm telling you, Houston understands that they got Stroud under a rookie contract. This is the time yeah. to go. You can pay – uh, and you know, an expiring RB, like you know, you can pay a, a, a Barkley to come yeah. down there 
you can do it. You can make that deal. Um, I, I think Barkley is going to have three suitors. I think it's going to be Eagles, Houston, Dallas. Those are the three. Um, I don't think he's going to be a New York giant next year. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's gone. Um, I, those are the three teams I'm looking for Barkley to land at. So just and maybe you don't know this off the top of your head, but I believe if they want to franchise Barkley for a second time, it's 150%, right? Yeah, yes. there's there's just there's no way they're going to end up doing it. It just doesn't make sense financially for them. I mean, it was like pulling teeth just to get the incentives that he got, which I don't think he's going to hit any of them because he dealt with too many injuries. And I would be pissed if I was Oh yeah, I know it's just the way of the world, man. But let's uh, let's move on to the wide receiver position because yes. there's not nearly as many high end names, but there's definitely a few guys that are yep. highly impactful. So right yep. at the top, I want to talk about Mike Evans. Yep, um, I'm convinced he's Here not going to be back in Tampa, but maybe he yeah. will be. What do you think the odds are that he's going to be back in Tampa? Like I could see so, them saying, "Listen, career guy, another thousand yard season." Um, Baker Mayfield's done enough where I think they're going to make him their starter, which we talked about already. What's your pulse on Mike Evans? Man, Mike Evans. This guy is a conundrum, isn't he? Like it's, he's, he's older, but he still looks fine. Like he looks good. Like I, I think if a certain team like Kansas city says, Hey Mike, we really need a deep ball threat guy here. And we got some young cats around here that we need you to teach the details being a pro. Um, I think Mike would be a huge addition to that, to that, uh, to that locker room in Kansas city and to that offense. Um, if, if he's willing to go to Kansas city, I think that is a perfect fit for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be somebody that I think, I think that makes sense. A ton of sense. Um, but they are saying that they're going to be, re- it sounds like they're re-signing Baker. Um, it sounds like Baker is staying. And I think that tells me that they might want to keep this band together for one more year. And I think Mike Evans does have some real love and I think he yeah. has some real – I think he's old school in some aspects of that where he likes being – like he – that's rare to stay with one team your whole career, right? Yeah. It's, so, it's so rare and it's a privilege and he is a big fixture in Tampa Bay. So I think it's really a coin flip on what he wants to do. Uh, I think he I – think, I think it's up to Mike – it's really yeah. not up to Tampa. I think it's really up to him. If he's gonna, if he's gonna chase a ring, he needs to go somewhere else. Yeah, like it's just true. that's just what needs to happen. But well, Kansas City is who I'm thinking will make a run at Mike. Kansas City makes a lot of sense here. So I'm looking at, at Evan's salary this year. He made 16.5 million dollars. If he was to be franchise tag, the projected franchise tag is about $21.6 million right now. So it would be a, roughly a, a $5 million pay increase if he gets the one year. That's um, the potential. I could potentially see them doing it for one year, right? I mean, I guess I could probably look to see what sort of um, what sort of uh, cap situation the, the Bucks are in currently. But he's the type of player where maybe they want to just keep him for one year, one more year. Cause when you look at historically, like the Julio Joneses of the world, right? These, the Andre Johnson's of the world, when they like, leave, it's players, over. that's it. It's, it's, it's a friggin' it's a crash, right? When they're, when they're done, they're done. And Mike Evans, we all kind of thought it would happen this year. We thought it was going to be Chris Godwin is going to, going to go and elevate himself to the wide receiver one position. Mike Evans is going to take a step back. A lot of bull takes out there that this was going to be the first non 1000 yard season for Mike Evans in his career. Spoiler wrong. Alert, didn't happen. Wrong. wrong <laughs> right. And he still looks good. He still looks good. But um yeah. I, I think he's an interesting candidate to be franchise tagged, but I could certainly see why Tampa would say, no, you know what? Move all move on. We're good to move along. Um, a couple other high-end players here that I want to talk about. T. Higgins to me stands out as he's yes. gonna be on the move. There's he's no the reason real for guy. Him. Yep. Yeah, he's a real deal. Um, he's interesting. Is there a team that kind of jumps out to you that I mean? Kansas City. It's going to be all the same players, right? That that need these high end wide receivers. I think one team that can just give them loads of money is Carolina. Um, I think Carolina okay. could try and get somebody for Young. Um, if T is trying to get the bag and that's all he cares about, 
<clears throat> I think Carolina Panthers are going to definitely make a run at them. Um, yeah. I think that is one team. I think New England is another team that should take a peek at him and see yeah. if they can, because they can't draft one. <laughs> like, like they, they've, they, they aren't very good at drafting anybody at the wide receiver position on the outside. So that is somebody, yeah. that's a team. If, if they get Drake may and go pay T that's that, that's not bad. Um, New, I can uh, see. New York just, giants just is another one. Yeah, just to your point, sorry to interrupt to the Brandon, but like from the New England Patriots perspective, I mean, obviously we all know Bill Belichick's the GM of that team, right? And so assuming he's gone, it's going to be a whole new look, right? So one of the things you could see, like just look at the Patriots. The Patriots have a top five defense and a bottom five offense. Where do they need help on? They clearly need help on offense. The running back position, I think they're pretty okay with. Tight end Mm -hmm. position, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but Hunter Henry and Mike Jusecki are both potentially gone next year, right? So what do they need? They need tight ends, they need wide receivers, they need a quarterback. I could realistically see the Patriots going boom, boom, getting their quarterback, hopefully Drake May, at the top of the first round. And then similar to how T. T Higgins was drafted, get a wide receiver to the top of the second round. In addition to that, bring in a high-end, true wide receiver one like a T. T Higgins. And all of a sudden, that offense looks pretty damn good. And that team... All of a sudden, you're average... You're an average offense, and then yeah, you can actually get you can actually win some close games. Um, so, dude, I'm telling you, T. Higgins to New England, that is going to be possible. I really think that's possible. Um, I, I that with T. Higgins leaving though, that opens up the wide receiver two spot for the Bengals, and I would love if Brian Thomas Jr. from LSU ends up as a Bengal. That would be a great fit. Um, I think that he could do exactly the same things as T Higgins. He could beat one-on-one man when Jamar Chase is getting doubled. He can do that habitually. Watch If you watch any LSU tape, you're going to see Brian, Brian Thomas just crushing single coverage. Um, that's what you're going to see. And so that makes a ton of sense to me. And yeah, I don't see T being a Bengal anymore. Um, I really don't. So, but I don't think that's going to drop Joe Burrow in any way. I really think if if they invest a first or second round in these in these top, I mean, there's literally ten to twelve wide receivers that are top fifty players in this draft class. So good, and that is insane. Guys. Yeah, and last insane. season, last season was a, was the smaller twitchy guys. This season, it's it's more so like your traditional X's. So it's. It, the, the guys that I, I love, right? It, it, like, I'm trying to evolve my process a little bit because, you know, I've had some 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 bad L's with, uh, with the top of the class with, with Traylon Burks. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm trying to – I'm trying to – see what went wrong and what why besides injuries i mean injuries for burks is everything i think i think hard, yeah it's brutal like yeah it's hard to even be a professional if you're not even on the practice field <laughs> so it's like it's just what it is and so but I, I, guys that i think there's a lot of big guys and like you said there's some big big guys that don't separate there's some yeah. guys that don't separate in the in this class, like a Keon Coleman. I'm totally out on Coleman. <laughs> like, yeah. like that guy is either lazy or he is not very smart on how he runs routes. Um, there, like it's either or, and both uh, both suck. Like that 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 tells me. And and this guy is a first round talent, and people are going to be taking him in the first round. And I feel like he's going to be a bust. And I feel like that would be a that would be a guy that I would have loved to watch on tape as a as a fan because oh look at him he's mossing all these DBs he's getting over everybody. Guess what? That doesn't work in the NFL as much as in college where you can just dominate people physically because you're five, five inches taller than them. It just well, that doesn't work. Your Mike Evans works because he knows nuance. You yeah. do not, Keon Coleman. You do not. You are not Mike Evans. I hope people Ooh. understand that. So he's the Quentin Johnson of this class. Is what you're yes. Saying? Yes. Yeah. That's that's a, that's a good take. I mean, one of the, one of the criticisms of Drake London, <laughs> who I think you and I are both still high on. Love him. Drake. He's not even Drake London. Like Drake no. London. Yeah. 
that, well, that was one of Drake London's criticisms, right? Like that he wasn't as good at separating, but he was an amazing 50-50 ball. Uh, yeah. And we haven't really seen it yet in the NFL, but I guess that could just be because Arthur Smith hates wide receivers. So I've seen enough out of London to go, yeah. this is not him. Like this is like like Drake like when you when that that's funny you say Drake London Drake London comes up when Keon Coleman we're talking about Keon Coleman because Keon Coleman anybody that's watching Keon Coleman tape is like is he Drake London mm-hmm. is he gonna be Drake London but he is not he doesn't have the route bag that Drake London came out with out of USC um, it's just not even close to be honest like I I I I think Drake London's such a far superior player than than Keon Coleman is. So that's just my take. Yeah, I'm just looking right at now. it here. It's interesting. So Keon Coleman, he's yeah, six foot four, 215 pounds. I mean, they're decent stats, but not really. Just looking at the pure stats, like without getting into like the advanced analytics, like, yeah. Uh, and you're saying look he's at, a first round talent? At, yeah, he's a, he's projected as a first round talent. Look just look at his separation um, metrics, man. It's disgusting. He's like one of the worst wide receivers in the college. Yeesh. Like it's it's crazy. Like, but he is gifted athletically, and he can jump yeah. over people. Um, and I just think he's a little lazy. I don't know if he's just lazy or if he's all in. Like, oh like I was at you know, like that's one thing that people got to understand is like a lot of these players that come out. The reason they don't make it is just because they they're not all in. They're not, they're not all in and they, they end up just relying on talent and talent for talent in NFL. Like people in the NFL that are successful are the ones that are obsessed. Like you are a pro, like you're obsessed to be a better player. And I just don't see it in Keon Coleman. I see laziness when I watch him play. I see, I see lazy. You know, like, I mean, we, we talked about guys like Austin Eckler who were, you know, obviously UDFA and he became a superstar. Um, I'm Ross St. Brown, man. Like, you talk about just being different. Like, that's a player where didn't have the draft pedigree, even though we liked him coming out. We were shocked mm-hmm. with where he fell. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this, for whatever reason, like, listen, Pro Bowl's BS. I think it's just so stupid how they get voted in. But somehow, Amon Ross St. Brown didn't make the playoffs and or didn't make the Pro Bowl, excuse me. Pro Bowl. And that's, yeah. Like that was just shocking to me. It's just it's absolutely shocking to me. But it's so like, bad. but when I look at like you talk about the, the headspace, right? Like I look at a player like Amon Ra. He is obsessed with football. Live, yep. breathe, yep. football. That's it. That's the type. Kyron Williams obsessed with football. Like yeah, that I, I, guy. I missed that. I missed that. Yeah. that was something I yeah. completely missed. Hey, we actually we did not completely miss on Kyron. We you, stopped Kyron. Yeah, I know. You, yeah, I know. You and I Matt know. were the Kyron guys. My fault. Mike and I yep. were not. I know. I me we I liked Kyron coming out of Notre Dame, and then he ran a forty. <laughs> and I was, and then I was like, he kind of undersized, and he's not fast, but like he knows how to play yeah. football. Like it's just that I liked Kyron coming out. I liked how he ran. Like I just, I just was disgusted with his with the speed scores, and it just wasn't good. If I had to look back on the twenty twenty three fantasy football season, I would say. The number one most shocking outcome to me was just how good Kyron Williams was. That's number one for me of the entire like look like if we're looking at takeaways. But then if you listen to him in interviews, you get it. Like yeah. if you listen to him in pressers and in and just the passion behind the guy, you get it. Like this guy was gonna succeed no matter what. Like that's what this kid was. And I, it's just unfortunate because we are so we're kind of limited on, mm-hmm. we only can go by metrics and probabilities, right? Like, yeah, like that's, that's kind of where we're at. We, it's hard for us to get that pulse of a, what kind of person are you, you know? Well, you know and it's you know so interesting, Brandon, like part. one of the things that we do, and I, and I would say like, when you talk about like if you're evaluating your prospects and this is maybe just a, a taste of, of as they went through dynasty season with this rookie class, like there's things that you can evaluate, right? Obviously the production on the field is very important, right? And a lot of those advanced like dominator ratings, um, yeah. target share, like these are things that are, are predictive for the next mm-hmm. level athleticism for certain positions, athleticism sure. for the wide receiver. There's minimum prerequisites, but then you look at these super athletes and they're not the best NFL wide receivers. 
at the running back position, generally speaking, you got to be a pretty damn good athlete yep. to even be part of the conversation, right? It's true. And but then but then there's that that and it's the same thing with the quarterback position. Then there's like that that intangible with these players. It's so hard to really point out. And we talk about like, you know, I say like these quote gut feelings that we get on certain players. Like there was certain there's something about Jalen Hurts that stood out to me when he was drafted that I'm like, okay, this is a player I can get get behind because I love his attitude. I, I just like what he's all about. Yep. And that kind of paid off. But then you've got players same with like, Russ, Russell Wilson, yeah. the same thing. I I was obsessed with Russ when he came out. Yeah. Because it's 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 just that that urge and that will and that want to win, right? And yeah. then you look at a player like Devonta Parker, man. His talent got into the NFL, but the headspace just was never there. And there's yeah. so many what ifs. Nikhil Harry, trash, right? Like just yep. so many what ifs. Like what these talent, these guys have talents. The um the, the Keon Coleman's this year, where you're calling it as is. I'm what calling if, it right man. now. Yeah. yeah. The, the what Look, if I, I'm yeah. out. Yeah. So I think that's interesting. Um, we obviously went on a tangent here, but it's such yeah, an interesting conversation because trying to just really dissect these, these, this rookie class and every, every season, the rookies, right? Like who's going to be productive? Who can you say, okay, this guy, like Alec Pierce of the world, we weren't in on Alec Pierce. He hasn't really done shit in his career. And it's just like, I, sometimes the metrics and the athleticism don't add up to what it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Doesn't pan sometimes. Um, another uh, Alec Pierce teammate, Michael Pittman. He's going to be a free yes. agent this year. I, I'm convinced he's going to be a Colt. the Colts. Yeah, he's staying, so he's not going anywhere. So I'm not going to dive into that too much. Um, well, we're on the Colts. Anthony Richardson, man. Like we liked what we saw, right? But I'm buying gotta, him. Yeah, he's got to be I, healthy. I, he's got to learn to stay healthy. Yeah, he just needs to understand, dude. Just like you don't need to take useless hits. Like don't do that. Yeah. Um, but Hey, he got kind of unlucky with the head stuff and yeah. kind of got unlucky. And I don't know. I, I, I'm buying Anthony Richardson. I think the floor is good there. I think he's a better leader than Justin Fields. Uh, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I think he, I think he has more control of on the field than Justin Fields. Um, I think Justin Fields panics sometimes. Um, I think he's ultimate. All, so talented, Uber athlete. I get it. Like, but I have Justin Fields on that. I think he's QB 13 or 13 on my dynasty ranks right now. Um, I just, I'm, I'm worried about him a little bit. If he gets traded, I'm worried because he has to learn a whole new offense. And this guy, like, I just, I, I'm worried for him, but if he gets Marvin Harrison, then things can be fixed like that, that uh, then he's going to have great. He's going to start pushing way up on my, on my list because he's got two really good, uh, three really good uh, weapons with Comet, um, DJ, and then Marvin Harrison Jr. If that happens, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I think he ends up getting if if the, if the Bears are smart, you don't pass on Caleb Williams, yeah, um, for a guy that's won you four games. I think right. this is just my take here. I think that if Chicago, so they're playing Green Bay this week, they can knock Green Bay out of the playoffs with a win. I am convinced. Well, I'm not convinced. This is this is such a cop out take. If Justin Fields wins today in Green Bay, it's a true 50-50 whether or not the the Chicago Bears keep him or not. Because at that point, they're going to be eight and nine, which is a pretty decent record, and that's five wins to your point. I mean, he battled some injuries this season. I think it's going to be a true 50-50. If they lose this week, it's 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 that's it's it. Over. He's gone. I'm convinced yeah. there's zero percent chance he stays because it's like okay, yeah. this guy can't win in a pressure situation. So that, I think he's going to be fine, though. I think he'll win. I think, I think he's going to well. be very competitive today. Um, I think he's going to be very competitive. I think he, I think he puts up over twenty fantasy points. I think he runs one into the box. I think he Dude. knows that he needs to run. Like he, if you made like, the fantasy football championship or the playoffs with Justin Fields, he helped win you a championship this year. Oh yeah, he for sure. Like in the playoffs, for sure. I just think. I think there's a major disconnect between fantasy evaluators and reality um, uh, for like regular NFL. That, and I think he is the number one guy that I think fantasy people get really infatuated with. But like real NFL GMs, the guy, the average yards depth of target is only 6.7 yards, dude. 6.7 yards, dude. That is disgraceful. 
Like that is not good enough. That is just straight up not good enough. And he has he doesn't have an excuse. He has DJ Moore, dude. He has Komet. He has Darnell Mooney. He has very good players around him. He should be much better um, on on his uh, yards. I, I just I yeah. I just don't. That's not winning football. Like and but guess who? One of my guys that I really like is right there with him, Kyler Murray. He's right next to him on that on that list for for the average yards depth of target, and it's be, but with at least with Kyler, you, you can say he didn't have a wide receiver one the whole time he's been back healthy this year. He had one game with with Brown, that was it, and so he really didn't have a wide receiver one outside of the numbers to 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 actually deal to. So he's been using McBride and James Conner. James Conner has been unreal while Kyler Murray has been back. Yeah. But but when you see Kyler Murray throw the football, you go, the guy can make the throws. He can make throws. It's unfortunate that he doesn't have any players to throw to right now. Um, it's just – so I, I think Kyler Murray's a little bit undervalued, and I think Justin Fields is a little overvalued right now. Well, the thing with fantasy football is rushing production – Yes. fantasy points which is why we love yes. justin Fields so much but when you look at him as a passer like i like to use player profiler when it comes to my advanced Not statistics good, but when you look at his clean pocket completion percentage right so this is sure. everything's working well it's 60.7 percent, which ranks number 37 in the league that's, that's horrible yeah that's but, horrible. You know, but then when you see him on the run when you look at his pressure completion percentage brennan it's actually better at 62 percent better it's number six in the league it's shocking <laughs> it's right so i mean this is the kind of guy you talked about how um like christian watson needs to go and get like a conditioning coach yep. justin fields needs to go out and just he needs to focus on his passing i yeah well it doesn't matter what team he's on if he's going to be a successful nfl quarterback get a second a big second contract He's got to improve that passing game, and yeah. it's it's gonna next season is gonna be huge for him. But um, let, let's move on here. There's a few other wide receivers I want to talk about. Uh, the high end position, the next guy that really jumps off the page for me, really the last one, is is Marquise Brown. Right, we've seen yeah. him when he is healthy and he's in an offense, he's a target magnet. He's an interesting yep. player for me. That um, he can go to a team. I don't know if he's a true one. I don't think he is. Nope. Right, like he's, he's kind not. of a target hog, but. He's not a true one. I think he. I think his the right role for him is seven targets a game, six targets a game, not yeah. not double digit targets, and yeah. get those targets out deep and get them beyond the the intermediate routes. And that that's his real role. Um, we've we said we've been saying that for years. He's just been he's just this kid. Unfortunately, has kind of there's been injuries around him. So whenever you know he had to be the one. Um, so mm -hmm. I just, I just don't see that with him. I think he's a nice complimentary guy. I think, you know, like I think, uh, Buffalo bills, that would be a yeah. great fit for him, but he doesn't like the block on the outside for running. And that's what Gabe Davis does. And that's why he he's been there. Um, I think Gabe Davis is not going to be a Buffalo bill next year. Um, I think, I think he's gone. I think Kincaid is going to have a massive increase in role next year. I think, Diggs is getting old. I think they have to. I think Bills have to draft speed. They have to yeah. draft speed. Um, I think that is a safe bet you can make that they're going to be going wide receiver in the first round for me. Um, and also, another one, let me see, another guy I was looking at, uh, Calvin Ridley. Yes. Calvin Ridley. Um, Calvin Ridley, if he stays – in Jacksonville, I'm still buying. I'm still okay with it. If they move on from Calvin Ridley, then I'm scared. <laughs> like him, I, yeah. I think I think I'm 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 scared for him. Um, I'm not going to be buying as much Calvin Ridley if he moves. But I like I liked what they were doing when Christian Kirk, when everybody was healthy on the Jags offense, it looked good. It looked nice. Um, yeah. But Calvin Ridley is a guy that I'm looking to see if he gets moved on or if he gets to sign and stay in Jags land. Well, I had that, like that second tier players that I'm you know, somewhat interested in. Calvin Ridley was one of those players. Yeah. Uh, Gabe Davis, who mentioned him, he's one of those players that I'm interested for fantasy, but you can't really like these are good wide receiver threes. 
yeah. where I mean, like like Gabe Davis, if, if you were just gonna plug and play him into the lineup, you look at the average fantasy points per per game at the end of the season. Hey, it's yeah. not bad. He's a wide receiver two three, right? Right on that fringe. Yeah. But then he would he was either six points, zero points, or like 25 points. There was no Agreed. in between. So that that was interesting. Um Odell Beckham, you know, he's 31 years old at this point. Is he real a real fantasy producer? I'm interested, but not really for fantasy. He's rotational football, right? wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. Curtis Samuel, he's one of the reasons that you know uh, Terry McLaurin and John Dawson broke our hearts so much because he was so impactful in Washington. He's a free agent. I think he's gone, but you know, he's somewhat interesting, but he's also getting old. Yeah, he's also, gone. He's only he's only 27. Yeah, he's Shit, still hey, young. I think Curtis Samuel was like 35. Nah. That's wild, man. So that's interesting. And then just some, I guess, notable guys. It's like, okay. Uh, you, we talked about the, the Bengals. Tyler Boyd's gone. I think after this year, he's a free Bengals have to get a wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. They, have to. they definitely need a wide receiver, uh, but they're going to go young. They're going to go in the draft. Players that showed some glimpses in their careers, but I'm not really excited about DJ Chark. Not excited about McCole Hardman. Not excited about um, Greg Dortch. He's a guy that I kind of like sexy, you know, Greg Dortch the torch. He was okay when he was thrust into the wide receiver one position. He's okay. So I could see him landing on a team like, say, like a Cincinnati, right? Where they get him. I like, actually would love that. I would yeah, love that. And imagine Greg Dorff replacing um, Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Boyd. I like that a lot. That's like that's that that's a sense, great right? fit for him. That's a great fit. I think that's really good fit. He's, but something with Kyler, dude. He might stay. He, but Michael Wilson is legit. Um, oh, yes. That 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 I think he's pretty legit. Yes. He's been banged up uh, all year, all like all late this year. So yeah. I think I think uh, Greg Dorff could be gone. Yeah, and Michael Wilson. He's a buy for me. Um, I think I think they're going to end up either getting cards or end, are going to end up getting Marvin Harrison or Malik Neighbors. I think either two. Um, and honestly, Malik Neighbors, he is just as good. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. So there's there's a lot of whispers out there that Harrison's going to be a Cardinal, and oh, I'd, be, yeah. I'd be on board with that. Dude, I think he's gonna be I'm a Kyler guy, dude. Give it to him yeah, because he needs somebody to throw down the field to. There's nobody. Everybody work. Everybody is literally working, you know, within seven yards of the line of scrimmage, you know, mm -hmm. five yards. Like it's it. The route tree is disgusting. When I'm watching these wide receivers, I'm like, I'm actually surprised that they're productive. You know, like they're actually making it work. Um, yeah. But hey, Gannon. Hey, I like Gannon. I think it, I think I think the head coach for the Cards is very good. Yeah. I think yeah. uh, the Eagles organization. We're watching why we're watching. Um, the missing coaches that that's, what's different. Yeah. That's, what's different is that they are missing real coaches, uh, Steichen and Gannon. And I think they are, the Eagles have not been able to replace them. I think that's a big deal. Well, I mean, so look, far. look, look what Steichen did with Colts. Like, especially dude, Steichen is a dog. Like, dude, the only, the only, only mistake Steichen has made was on the last play of the year. So uh, last Just night, so uh, so that stupid. was ridiculous, but uh, was yeah, beyond shocking. But okay, let's, let's yeah. move on to the tight end position because I think that's it for the wide quick. receiver. Yeah, we gotta go quick. Um, yeah, quick. there's there's not there's no real sex appeal, but guys at the top that I look at Hunter that Henry. are gonna be Hunter Henry and Dalton Schultz. You know, th those that's are the top it. two guys that I'm interested in. Players that are worth noting, I think Mike Jazeki, he didn't do shit. In, in New England, but he's worth noting. Irv Smith, he never has done much, but listen, we see nope. tight ends all the time under second contract. It's true. He's in interesting to me. And then Adam Troutman, he's a free agent. Doesn't really do anything for me. He's he's just, I don't think he's going to ever do anything, but that's it. That's it for the tight end position. So there are some serious top-end talent, I think, at all positions. Yeah, if, if you throw hand hand There's some there. decent ones. Um, There's not, it, yeah. Honestly, compared to other free agent classes, for offensive side, this is pretty yeah. good. Yeah, this is going to be a, a pretty exciting one. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see how it is. So that's it, Brandon. We're going to wrap up. Listen, we are transitioning officially into dynasty season. This is my favorite time of the year. Obviously, yes. it's fun to actually be in like the regular football season. But building up, the preparation is what you and I enjoy the most. So we're going to be here. We're going to help coach you through the your dynasty drafts, get you prepared, help you understand and know these players. We're going to figure out what format we want to take, whether or not we want to do like uh, – a rookie, rookie profile type 
type series where maybe we talk about one or two players per episode and maybe shorter episodes that are like quick, quick hitters. Yep. I think that would minutes. be beneficial. Yeah. And so we'll, we're going to work on that formatting for you people, but um, we love you. Thank you so much for being here all season. Hit us up at DFS Army at the Flex Network one on Twitter slash X. Let us know how you did this season, right? I mean, a lot of you guys out there were guys yeah. and gals were using our fantasy tools and they were productive for us. Um, I'm pretty happy. I was I think we were both pretty successful in in best ball as well. So overall, yeah. very successful season over here at DFS Army. Of course, of course, if you are into the deep, sweet, beautiful game that is daily fantasy sports go check up uh check out dfsarmy.com become a vip member go win a bunch of cash man like that, that that's what it's all it's about right now let's just go out win some cash and um ben are you gonna be joining any uh playoff fantasy leagues nah, I, no i i just tuned to gambling that's pretty much all I do now from now on now until the end of the year and then and then my bank account takes a breath after uh after the season's over and And so uh, does your wife (laughs) yeah so does my wife and everybody and you know and I start seeing meetings again and then you know just, just, just joking. but uh yeah it's awesome man I, I I've had a great year I think everybody's around you know we've been we had some really good takes this year and yeah. we had some real, I had some, you know, real misses with Waller. Um, that was a miss. Pollard was a miss. Um, but we were right. You, you know, we were right on fading Eckler. I, I, you know, I, we were right on Amon Ra. We were right on uh, lamb. We were mm. like, we, we really kicked some butt this year. And in our dynasty leagues, it was either mean, pretty much it was me. We played each other a ton in the playoffs this yeah. year. And, um, it was fun. Uh, I had a great time, but hey, tra- if you have, if go trade for Tajay Spears, that's the last thing I'm going to say. Go trade for Tajay Spears. So that's it. Uh, Brandon, it's been an absolute pl- oh god, and Rashad White. It's been an absolute pleasure podcasting with you all season, man. We're we're just getting started. We're we're, we're changing over the calendar, starting the 2024 over. season, and back to the basics baby let's go back and let's go figure out some of these uh some of these prospects so appreciate everybody who's been listening all season we love you we appreciate you we are of course the dfs army fantasy football show good luck in dfs playoffs baby